And today's interview is with uh, a local guest, someone working on a very exciting local project. Um, Laura Botton from Avon Gleaning Network is here to talk to us. Good morning, Laura. Hi, good morning. Lovely. So thanks for coming on. Can you tell us what Avon, well, what's gleaning and what is the Avon Gleaning Network? Yeah, sure. Um, so the gleaning is a very, um, very old uh, tradition, um, which used to be on centuries and centuries ago, which meant that after the harvest, um, owners of the land were actually required to leave the fields open for poor people to come and collect the vegetables which they were rejected. Uh, because they were too small, because they were a bit rotting. And that was really, really useful for the poor people, which they could actually go and, uh, you know, and get a big uh, big quantity of food out of uh, uh, the rejected one. Um, it was actually mandatory in England for a long time. And then about the 18, during the 18th century, it stopped. And now it's sort of coming back as a very important thing because obviously, especially in the Avon area, with all the organic um, farming we've got, uh, we obviously have a, we have a, an understanding of uh, um, food poverty and uh, the right of uh, good food, the quality food to um, to all the people. So what we do is actually going to farms and uh, either harvest or collect surplus food that the farmers have. So they don't really know any, they don't really do anything with it. So they normally give us a call and they let us know um, that they've got whatever is in season or is coming out of season. We organize uh, an event, an, a gleaning event, uh, and we invite all our volunteers. I'll give you later the, our email address. So if anyone is interested, please um, just sign up to our newsletter. Um, and yeah, we go to the farm. Normally it's uh, on Tuesday to Thursdays, just because they are good days for farmers in general, as well as for the food producer, uh, the, um, the food projects we work with. So we go to the farm with our volunteers. Um, we harvest and collect what is available at the day on the day. So is, is, is this just sort of during harvest time? Sorry, sort of like autumn time? No, well, it's just throughout the year, really, because there is always, uh, there is always something to pick. Um, in winter, we call it the hunger gap, where um, there is a less, less uh, produce on the field. But really, it's like... Uh, you know, it's a it's a full on. You know, it's all the seasons. So we just uh, had a glean at the community farm last Tuesday. And we're gonna have another one now. So what we got, we have is in these times they're normally mixed cabbages, winter cabbages, all the crop which basically was the winter crop, uh, and now uh, the beds need to be cleared for um, the uh, the spring crops for the new crops to come up. Um, so yeah, we harvest the produce and then we redistribute it to food projects or food banks, um, which uh, and our our partners they do amazing work. Uh, we've got some community kitchens which um, does teach people how to cook uh, or um, do meals, sets of meals, like for example, every Wednesdays or every Fridays or every Sundays, which is for free for the local community to come and join. 
um, as well as uh, food banks. Uh, the produce we give to them then gets redistributed to the people of the neighborhood who are more in need. So yeah, this is a bit of a wow. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're doing you're doing a lot, and so gleaning is actually this very historic thing. And you said yeah. it, used, it used to be mandatory; it's not mandatory anymore. Is that right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so so is it that you sort of reach out to farms and see if they, um, yeah, if, if they're willing to work with you? Is that the sort of way it goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very um, it's very based on connections, the work we do. So um, also because we are at a small scale and that's how we wanted, we wanted to keep it because we think that, you know, supporting our local farmers and our local economy is a really good thing to do uh, in the long run, really. Um, so, yeah, we have a relationship with these farmers and they know we are around. So every time they've got some extra food for many different reasons, um, which, yeah, they're kind of fast. Uh, they, then, they then give us a call and they say, oh, I've got available cabbage until this Friday. Can you come and pick it up or can you come and harvest? And yeah, we just organize an event around that, a gleaning event or a collection, but normally there are um, gleaning events where uh, our volunteers that actually have the chance to come in beautiful, beautiful locations, normally in beautiful organic farms. So, you know, we can listen to the birds. We can breathe some pure, fresh air. We can have some nice chat and, uh, you know, connect with, uh, you know, long, you know, like-minded people while we doing the work of in the land, which is, uh, yeah, which is invaluable, really. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I mean, yeah, from what you were, I was about to ask, like, sort of what do people get out of volunteering with the gleaning? And it sounds like, you know, I, I mean, maybe occasionally you get some, some food to take home yourselves, but, oh, yes. al but also that connect, meeting other people and reconnecting with nature. Um, so, yeah, it, it sounds like one of the big positives for many people. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, of course, because uh, <laughs> really uh, nature is extremely abundant. Um, we just live in a society which kind of, to, you know, tells us that it's not like that because obviously the production of, of good is not as, um, as abundant as uh, uh, Mother Nature. So we harvest so much. Normally our gleans last about three hours and, and we have like some tea break, lunch break. We kind of like it to keep it, you know, kind of pretty enjoyable. Um, and yeah, well, uh, we normally get like 150 kilos of produce oh normally in, on the top. Well, in winter is a little less because as I told you, we've got like this hanger gap. So uh, food available is a bit more restricted, but in uh, you know in high season, which is say April to September, uh, we can easily get 150 kilos in three hours. Maybe what well, you know we have an average of four to eight volunteers a time, so it's a lot. Um, and volunteers they are absolutely welcome um, to get some, um, and then the rest goes to the food projects. I told you we are um, we are working with. Amazing. So, yeah. And it's and, very yeah. And what about people who are thinking who's like, Oh, that sounds like something I might enjoy volunteering, but I don't have a car or I'm you know, how would I get to a farm that's a bit out of town? 
Yeah, no, sure. Uh, well, that's actually how um, we just organized lifts. This is how I started. That's how I joined um, the project. And then I ended up being uh, one of the coordinators and the directors. Um, so if you on our page, which is avongleaning.org.uk, um, well, you can find a little bit of us and a beautiful video as well, a brief one explaining what we do. And then uh, um, there is a button which is a sign up as a, to be a volunteer. Um, and then it open up, opens up to a Google form. And uh, once you fill in the Google form with your information, you're in. So all the times we organize a Glean, you will receive a newsletter. Uh, we call it newsletter, but uh, it's just uh, like, a, you know, a, a communication of uh, the gleaning coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can make it, you sign up and you say that you need a car, you need a lift, or you can offer a lift. And then ourselves, you know, the, the coordinators, uh, you know, they do the, the, um, the work of organizing lifts if needed. So... Uh, really anyone can can join just uh, we just organize and that's what we do so yeah definitely it's uh, you know it's just uh, you, you just need the willingness to kind of come along and have some good time um, and then uh, we are here to kind of support with the old technical side of the things lifts and so on yeah oh great so it sounds like yeah there's a lot of coordination support from from the network side of things, and this is this is all volunteers. Do do you get paid at all, or how does how does that? Is there any funding involved? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we survive on uh, fundings, public fundings. Um, uh, we are supported, and actually, the Avon Bleeding Network uh, uh, started in twenty twenty one, thanks to Feeding Bristol. Uh, which is a national organization, um, part of uh, uh, Feeding Britain, actually. Um, and it deals with food insecurity and uh, uh, food waste. Did you have much experience before you, or sort of, I guess, what drew you to join? Did you have much experience already? I had a little bit of experience with vegetables growing. Um, yeah, uh, I joined two years ago, about two years ago. Uh, and yeah, I knew I've been actually attending some gleans just uh, the year before and I just found it, I don't know, it's just it's just amazing. Good people, good cause, you know, good lands. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just like all the goods for me. I mean, uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, as I said, I had the experience on uh, with um, uh, organic growing a little bit already. Um, and I also have uh, experience as uh, um, arts manager. I used to organize events, exhibitions, festivals. So to me, it was like the union of two things plus the ethical side of it. So I was like, oh, wow, that sounds amazing. Well, so, when you say the ethical side of it, can you talk a bit more about that? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I, well, you know, we, um, we do this work because the food system is pretty much dysfunctional, really. Um, so for many reasons, uh, farmers end up having surplus food for many, many reasons, you know. So really, we are here to kind of cover the gaps and to do something with this amazing, really good quality organic food, which normally, which otherwise would go to waste. 
especially considering in Bristol the level of poverty, even if we don't see it with, you know, generally we don't see it, it's really, really high. So there are lots of elements. There is, um, you know, there's a food justice element, there is a well-being element, there is um, an element of reconnection with the land, with the food system, where our food comes from, the all-regenerational side of um, uh, growing uh, our food. So there's a lot in there, really. Um, and yeah, we also happen to work with these incredible projects, which uh, they're mostly charities. And uh, yeah, they're just out there to help people with, uh, you know, what they think, which is uh, most important than anything, which is food. And still, uh, some people, they actually struggle with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. is is there what do you think has sort of like led to a resurgence in using in gleaning because you said you know it 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 died away what, over 100 years ago and then recently it's sort of come back what do you think's kind of led to the new interest in it um i don't know maybe just uh, like a bit of a um, raising of consciousness uh that we're living in a world that is uh, a bit unfair um and you know, a bit of understanding of how, you know, capitalism and the, the world we live in exists and function and kind of placing ourselves uh, a little bit with a critical, you know, with a critical core point of view and see if there is, a, you know, kind of see if there is anything we can do to actually do something which this incredible abundance, uh, which is, you know, um, which is embedded with nature itself. Um, and, you know, with the work we do, uh, you know, we make, you know, we, we feed people, we make ourselves happy, we actually feel fulfilled on a mission, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, we, we are connected with the land. It's just a very holistic, um, yeah, I think it's a very holistic um, project to me. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask, is there like a favourite um if you've been doing it for a couple of years now, is there like a favorite time of year or a favorite harvest, a favorite crop you like to pick? I suppose you, you must, you know, you get to, you'll get to know these fruits and vegetables a lot more than, you know, most of us sort of just see them appear on the supermarket shelves and you'll get to know kind of how they actually grow, what they look like in the wild. And do you have a sort of favorite as to what you like working on? Um, um, I am a person of every season and every, you know, I mean, I, I love the winter when uh, you go and uh, you, what you actually harvest is still frozen. Um, I love when you go in summer and it's really hot and you need to kind of have, uh, um, you know, you need to go and get water and get shelter. Um, no, I think, yeah, no, I can't, I can't really tell you I've got one <laughs> favourite. Um, I can tell you something though. So one... So because obviously uh, the gleaning goes with the cycle of nature and uh, the cycle of, you know, different crops, uh, it's very unpredictable. So one time it's never one day, you know, one season is never like the season before because obviously um, because of the weather conditions. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very, you know, it's very cyclical, but very site specific to the conditions. Um, so we cannot really predict, we can never predict what, well, yes, obviously, uh, we're not going to do um, winter squash in summer, that's for sure. 
But yeah, we, we don't really, we, we can't really say uh, what we're going to glean uh, apart for two major events we have, which is the pumpkins glean, which normally happens uh, uh, straight at the back of Halloween, which is a massive one. We normally get. Is that all the leftover pumpkins that didn't get sold, didn't get used? Exactly. So this <laughs> year, yeah, exactly. This year we actually, um, we got some fundings and we organised an event as well to back up a little bit of the concept of, uh, you know, maybe decorating your carve your pumpkins rather than carving them. Because uh, like the, the number of, of pumpkins which they get thrown after Halloween is just unbelievable. I mean, we're talking of like, you know, a thousand is just like incredible um so yeah we've done an event um to raise a bit of awareness of it but we're always there so normally we know the, the only glint which we know that will always happen is the pumpkin glint which normally happens between the first and the third of november um and with this one we normally have uh, a lot of people well, you know we we can um organize it pretty pretty much in advance well at least at least 10 days in advance say which for us is a lot <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask uh, and the difference between you can't so if you carve a pumpkin you then can't eat it because yeah. the bacteria or it's gone off or whatever yeah. but if yeah. you decorate it with like you know cutting into the skin then you can cook it afterwards. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, that, yes. That's pretty much the, the the idea. But it's also about, for example, the choice of the pumpkin you want to work with. So lots of the orange pumpkins, they actually they're not that tasty. They've been made um, for carving purposes. You know, so a lot of them once they're so obviously they. The minimum 10% extra, which gets um, produced. And then all the leftovers, they basically, they, they just get wasted because they're not that high good quality. So really, if you, you know, you can, you can use any winter squash if you want to decorate it. Um, and then you can use the seeds and the, um, and the flesh inside it to do incredibly tasty soups. Whereas instead, if you use the orange one, it's a little bit, well, it's not that tasty. So it's just, um, I think in general, it's more like, um, you know, being aware of how the system works and just position yourself and say, okay, so the orange pumpkin, which is the usual pumpkin, it actually, you know, it does fit the purpose of just carving, but it's all, it could, you know, it's actually food. So maybe, you know, if we ask supermarket, you know, if if we ask maybe to have uh, pumpkins which are good taste, we can actually use uh, the flesh and the seeds uh, also to do some uh, um, tasty dishes. And by the way, you can use the the orange one as well, and uh, it's going to taste incredible anyway, the, 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 the orange pumpkin. But you need to know a little bit how to do it. Uh, whereas instead, the other kinds of pumpkins, they're just like incredibly delicious. I was going to say, boil I, them. You know? I think I remember trying to, I, may, I think I remember pay, making a pumpkin pie with an orange pumpkin once. And it was, it was, it turned out nice, but it needed a lot of work. And I think a lot of sugar um, to kind of make it, make it tastier. While you're saying sort of the winter squashes or the other pumpkins are, more edible so if we're sort of encouraging farmers to grow those instead then even though yeah then any leftovers will also be more tasty as well yeah 
farmers, well, you know, farmers, they they haven't got much choice. It's of course. More, it's, it's more about the super, well, you know, it depends what, obviously, you know, it's a kind of the, um, uh, a, a, a bigger um, a bigger topic of conversation. Uh, but really, farmers, they, you know, they haven't got much choice on what to produce if they are of a certain size and they work with supermarkets. So... Yeah. Actually, the choice people make uh, does actually change uh, what the supermarkets require so that the farmer can take different choices as well. So we're trying um, to trying to change the supermarkets mind about what sort of food we want. And then they yeah, will hopefully yeah. also, pass that also, you on. know, look, yeah, lots of the food, for example, well, this is also for mostly European regulation, you know, uh, European community regulation still, even though we, you know, England is not part anymore. But there's all this thing about uh, like vegetables of a sh- certain shape or size, they are not allowed to be sold. So nowadays there are some companies, they actually uh, sell these wobbly uh, vegetables. But the concept we have, I mean, the vegetable you see in the supermarket, if you normally work in the field, um, it hardly resembles what you really would harvest when you go on a field and harvest it. I mean, there is no, you know, they're not like all lush and perfect and beautiful uh, and lasting forever three weeks in the fridge. Uh, that's that's not the that's not the real organic food you yeah. normally grow. Yeah, that's not so. that's yeah that's sort of a very sort of almost like Instagram friendly like picturesque picture perfect exactly. type that we've been taught to look for. Where actually, you know, wonkier vegetables can be just as tasty and nutritious even if they don't look as we expect. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's just like, you know, there is uh, there is no no right or wrong in any of what we're saying. It's just like, um, you know, raising awareness about it and just knowing that, uh, you know, what, what we what we're used to in the supermarket is actually not, you know, uh, yeah. no, you know, uh, that's, you know, if, if you actually grow vegetables, you it, it's very hard that you get something like that. Absolutely. You know. And. Sorry, I, I sort of uh, cut you off and got distracted. But you were talking about some of the social events. So, like, you have like big, big group um, projects, like around the pumpkin pick. And you were talking. I think you mentioned at the start about some of the big events you have to sort of celebrate uh, the gleaning. Is that right? Yeah. No. Yes. Uh, so we, our biggest glean is normally the pumpkin glean uh, and the. Uh, as I said, because we've got a little bit more um, uh, wiggle time to organize it. Uh, we normally have like a, a good turnover of people. We normally have 10, 15 people coming in the field, which is great. And normally it's very muddy and we use <laughs> with barrels and we get at the end of the day totally full of mud. It's just really fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an experience because exactly, you know, it's exactly that. So getting in the field, having the experience, having the time, you know, um, doing something a bit unexpected. Um, and then um, in October, September, yeah, October, it's um, what well, we tend to collect a lot of apples because uh, apples, they are extremely abundant trees, extremely abundant. Apples just don't mind about anything. They'll, they'll just, produce, <laughs> you know, they're just apples. Um, 
So yeah, we sometimes yeah yeah we work with different different groups, uh, different orchards, um, and yeah, we harvest a lot of them. And then everything else, it's like it it very much depends of uh, yeah of uh, of the season, of the weather, um, of also like the sort of crop that a specific farm grows, um, what goes well, what. Um, they want to change and therefore kind of in, introducing another kind of crop. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I was going to, uh, yeah, as I said, um, last uh, beginning of November, we did this event. It was um, a cooking event, a uh, community cooking event at the Coexist Kitchen. They do a very fantastic work and uh, we work with them. Um, we give them lots of vegetables. Um, and yeah, it was a, this was to raise awareness um, around uh, the pumpkins in general. You know, you can you can do anything you want with it, as long as you are aware a little bit of how it works. You know, and then yeah. once you give people you know the opportunity to be aware of making the choices, then it's up to them what they're gonna do with it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we would like to do more this year. But yes, as I said, the fact that the gleanings are very unpredictable, um, it makes it a bit difficult. But we are, uh, yeah, we are absolutely, you know, uh, trying to think of ways in which we can actually, um, yeah, bring people to food also in, in different ways. Um, but yeah, as, um, watch this space. We, are, <laughs> yeah, well, not, yeah, I'm going to say yeah. Oh, and I think if anyone is listening who maybe is connected to a food charity and wants to link up or anyone listening who wants to volunteer, can you remind them how to get in touch with yourselves? Yes. So our website is avongleaning.org.uk. Um, and you can find, you know, you can find about our work. Um, there is a lovely video as well. Uh, there's some good information in there. You can sign up. Uh, in the volunteers page uh, and then if you are from the Bristol area you can send an email at uh, well anyway the, the details are there but um, we've got two emails one for Bristol uh, at avongleaning.org.uk and one for Bath which is Bath at avongleaning.org.uk so yeah it's um, yeah just have a look and see if you want to if you want to connect with us yeah and is it any and people don't need any particular experience if they want to come along and try out volunteering? No, no, they don't need an experience. No, they don't need experience. We, uh, so the coordinators, they are actually trained uh, and we normally show, and the farmers as well, normally um, when we get to the place, we meet the farmer. If they've got time, they also give you a little bit of information and the mini tour of the farm when, um, uh, when the time uh, uh, permits. Um, so yeah, we just, uh, we do the work and it's something that, you know, everyone can do, uh, absolutely. Uh, and sometimes we also provide with some information, um, you know, harvesting details, so how to preserve, um, vegetable, you know, specific vegetables. Yeah. We tend to kind of be as, um, yeah, informative as possible, keeping it really easy and fun. Lovely. And is there any final messages you want to leave with our listeners? Any final words? 
Um, oh, wow. Uh, well, thanks, uh, thanks for listening. And if you want to get in touch, it would be lovely to hear from you. Um, yeah, let's go and uh, let, let's support, uh, I would say, let's support uh, our local economies and uh, our organic farms uh, because this is something really good which reconnects us to what we eat, the people that make the food, the land, which, you know, provides us with all this bounty. Um, so, yeah, the invitation is out there. Connect with your far- local farms. Connect see what with, they do. Connect with your local farms and see what they do. Well, Laura, thank you so much for coming on. And if anyone wants to find out more, again, look for Avon Gleaning. Look for the Avon Gleaning website or on social media. And yeah, good luck with all the winter picking. It sounds, uh, you almost make me want to go out and do do some gardening in the middle of winter. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Shona. Bye.